I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. Look at me, look at me, hands in the air like... Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome to the Sports Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Novikowski, where we talk MMA, football, basketball, and all news surrounding the sports going on right now. This is for those obsessed with sports, obviously, and here we go. All right, we're going to start with the NFL. Season is a week away. Actually, less than a week away now. Oh, man. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Don't. Yeah. I, I was frightened of this season. It was hard to get excited at first just be due to uh, the pandemic going on and all the craziness going on in the world right now that's making the news every single day. But the season is here. It's this coming week, and I am stoked. First game. The first game and the only game I'm going to review because I reviewed the other games coming up on Friday. I'll review them for the Sunday episode, and I'll review what happened Thursday. First game, shockingly, is I think the only primetime game for my Houston Texans and they're taking on the Chiefs. I'm a diehard Texans fan all day. I love them. I can't wait for this season. The season should be interesting. We got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking. We brought in Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, and David Johnson. I think they all could perform well. They could be elite if they stay healthy. But that's an if. I'm not going to say that's going to happen. But if they stay healthy, they could be good. But anyways, so Texans versus Chiefs happening this coming Thursday. It's hard to pick. Obviously, because I'm a very biased person when it comes to my teams I love and support. As you'll listen through my podcast and stuff. But... I'll be honest when it comes to certain things. I really do see the Chiefs winning. Obviously, they are the Super Bowl champions. But a lot of people say it's going to be an absolute blowout. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I hope it's not. I predict 28-23 to final score for the Chiefs. Hopefully, the Texans can win. I don't know. But I'm excited regardless. Football is back. It's my escape. I think it's a lot of people's escape. I love sports. That's why I created this podcast, created this website, created my Instagram, and so on. All right, guys. So that's how I have the Chiefs winning that game. If the Texans win, I will be the happiest man in the world. Let's hope that happens. All right. Next up, fantasy drafts are happening this weekend. Guys, fantasy is the greatest thing ever for sports. If you haven't done it yet, I don't know why, why not. It's so much fun. Um, I'm not going to post or talk about much fancy advice right now due to the fact that I still have my big draft coming up. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. It's one of the most fun things to do with your boys or girls, whoever. Uh, I can't wait. All right. Let's talk about some news in the NFL. Um, So Alvin Kamara is actually hoping to sign with the Saints soon. He actually has an injection recently on his back, his spine. He did deal with an injury last year, so keep an eye on that. Obviously, he's one of the best backs in the league. He's in one of the best systems. Running backs go well with good systems. So I think I think they'll sign him and he'll stay on the team. 
I don't see him getting CMC money, but I think he'll get paid because this year is a big, big, big win now year for the Saints because I think Drew Brees is retiring after this season. But yeah, they need him now. They need they need him this season. So we'll see. Uh, now another guy drafted that year, uh, Joe Mixon. He signed an extension with the Bengals. Good for him. That's actually really important, especially bringing my boy Joe Burrow there. Um, I'm excited to watch the Bengals this season, actually. Shocker. I loved AJ Green when he came back out of college, I think 2011, uh, with Julio Jones. I thought AJ Green, I'm pretty sure he's from Georgia. I'm, I thought he was one of the most talented wide receivers. I was huge on him. And I have some receivers coming out of this draft that just came out and next year that I think are in that talent level. And I will be picking some receivers from this past draft in my fantasy football league because I think they're very, very gifted. Okay, moving on. So, yep, Joe Mixon got signed an extension with them. That's great. Um, news that Josh Gordon will sign with the Seahawks once he is reinstated. That's good for the Seahawks, Seahawks fans out there. Um, he's obviously super talented. I think... 2012, he put probably, I think it's 2012, he put the best stats of any receiver, and he just dominated the league. Guy struggles with um, drugs and mostly weed, so now that that's okay, he should be fine, but we'll see, we'll see what's going on, and obviously, me being a massive LSU fan, champs this past season, let's go, best quarterback season of all time, Joe Burrow. Best uh, best cornerback in the league, Derek Stingley. Best wide receiver in the league, Jamar Chase. Best coach in the league, Coach O, Coach Orgeron. I love LSU. Love them for many years, of course. I've watched the Honey Badger, Patrick Peterson, Odell, Jarvis Landry. And cannot forget Leonard Fournette. I was massive on Leonard Fournette. I was huge. I thought he was the next big thing. And still, I think he could be something great. Uh, I followed him throughout high school. I followed him through college, obviously. He came to LSU. And I was pumped when he got drafted. But he got drafted to the worst situation in the league. He got drafted to the Jaguars. To the Jaguars. The only player that, could, that ever did well be on the Jaguars was Maurice Jones-Drew. That's it. They got rid of all their talent. Allen Robinson. He was one of their best wide receivers in the league. And gone. Gone. They got rid of so many good players for no reason. Like Clays Campbell. Jalen Ramsey. Like why? Why? That 2017 season, they had such a stacked team. They almost beat the Patriots. But No. No, 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 no. Let's not keep them. Let's get rid of them for nothing, for pennies. It blew my mind. And I never understood that. I'm like, okay, this is just a mess. Like, they're laughing stock of the league. It's embarrassing. And then they pull this off. Lanford had a very good year last year. It were 1,000 yards rushing, a 500 yards receiving. He just struggled with the touchdowns because his offensive line was trash. Imagine if you got like three or four more touchdowns. People would be like, mm, uh, first overall pick in the draft or, well, at least in the top 10 people were talking about that if he got those touchdowns. Uh, but, that, but that organization is a 
poison. The poisonous place to be in. Doug Marone is a mess. He's a horrible coach. I have no idea what they're doing there. I feel so bad for DJ Chark, former LSU Tiger. I hope he gets let go or gets traded somewhere different. I really like DJ Chark. He's a big boy, fast. Is Gardner Menchu. Menchu's a hilarious guy, but he doesn't have this. I don't think he has the skills to really give Chark much of a offense. But that's it. They have Gardner Menchu and DJ Chark. I don't think they have anyone else. They literally have no one else on that team. They got rid of Leonard Fournette. And all of a sudden now, people think he's terrible. I don't see where people are going with this. People saw all the head cases and mistakes going on in the Jaguars. Now everyone thinks. Leonard Fournette is horrible because he got released. Uh, I don't know if you looked at that team in the whole organization. Barely anyone performed. He had he had one of the best seasons of all running backs last year. And he got let go. And it's insane. It doesn't make sense. Like, yes, he congratulated um former teammate on signing with a different team. And he did say that Cam Newton should come to Jacksonville. And I don't think uh, Jacksonville really liked that. So they got rid of him. They cut him. They cut their best player by a mile for no reason. No money. They said they couldn't trade him. I think every team realized that it was just a matter of time before he got cut or let go or something. And it was, it was finally you're coming up. So teams are probably going to wait. Um, he got let go. And Doug Marone said he is a mess. So whatever, we let him go. He went through waivers because he has to be signed again next season for his uh, after his rookie contract. And everyone was saying, like, no, nah, he's not going to even get signed. He's a mess. He won't go anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And there was a fair few people who actually believed in him. And I'm like, come on, Buccaneers. Come on, Buccaneers. Come on, Buccaneers. Come on, Buccaneers. Everyone's high on Rojo for some reason. I wonder if guys realized that they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, which is another running back in this past draft. And sign Shady McCoy. If Rojo was really that great, do you think they would get them? No. That makes no sense. Bruce Arians loves to talk up his team sometimes and just tell them, hey, you're doing a good job, obviously, because he's the damn coach. He's not going to say they're terrible. And obviously, when they sign someone, he's going to be like, no, 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 we're going to stick with what we have. He has to work into his way into his role. That guys, be realistic. You have one of the most talented football players ever coming out of high school. A guy who, when he was a kid, parents signed a petition saying he's not allowed to play football. Uh, what? And then comes into LSU, break records on records on records on records. And then they say, oh, what about that game against Bama? Screw Alabama. Fuck them. I hate, I hate Alabama. They had one of the best defenses of all time that year. And, of course, you're going to fo focus on Fournette because they have no one else. No one else. And so, yeah, Fournette did not have a good game there. But then every other game since, he had a fantastic game. So, yep, Fournette to the Buccaneers. I am ecstatic. I'm so happy about it. I could talk about this for years because, obviously, I'm a massive LSU fan. I'll talk about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Derek Stingley, whoever, whenever, uh, Clint Edwards Hilaire, the man. I do not think he was a better running back at LSU than Fournette, obviously, but that man got put into the greatest situation ever. Ever. He's now with Andy Reid on the Kansas City Chiefs. When is a running back not being fantastic with Andy Reid in the offense? Guys, offense makes running backs. If you have a good offense, your running back 
can be great. Because they're not running against eight men in the box. It would be six men, seven men. Like, that makes it way easier. And way so, so much easier. And so, I'm excited for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I can't talk about my hype because drafts are coming up. I'll talk about him later. I'll go on about him later. Um, but anyways, back to Fournette. My man is Tampa Bay. They have an elite offense. If Tom Brady looks anything like he used to with those crazy, insane weapons. Oh, my God. I'll be pumped. Anyways, guys, uh, I can't talk enough about it. I'm so excited. I usually never root. I won't root for another team, but, like, I will be tuning into some Tampa Bay games. I'm very excited for Fournette. I'm very happy. Hopefully, he can get his motivation back like he did last offseason and just put in the work and now he's with a good team, good coach, at way million times better situation, not a shit show of an organization. I'm excited to see him play, and I love the doubters. Everyone's doubting him, and I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait for next Sunday. We'll watch that. Absolutely not missing a minute. I don't know how much he'll play against the Saints because it's his first game, but he's from Louisiana. I think he'll get some runs. All right, next on, on to the NBA. Holy crap. I don't know if you guys watched the Nuggets versus Jazz. Oh my god. Best series by far. The Canadian, right from Kitchener where I'm living currently. Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell. The future's so bright. They're so, so bright. Just the stars coming up in it. The young guys. They're so, they're like 23 years old. And Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, all of them are so gifted. It's so, oh, the NBA is going to be fantastic for years to come. My Bulls are going to be shit for the next whoever knows how long. But I'll enjoy our other teams, of course, like Zion Williamson. Big Duke fan. Let's, let's go Zion. Um, all right. So, yeah, the Nuggets and Jazz game was by far the best series. Nuggets won. Um, Rockets also won in a close series against the Thunder. I feel pretty bad for CP3. Um, I love Chris Paul. Obviously, he's one of everyone's point, favorite point guards of all time. Awesome. Elite. Great guy. I feel bad for him. Uh, but congrats to the Rockets. And somehow they've looked worse with Westbrook. But good job to James Harden on his fantastic defense last second. With his horrible offensive game where he couldn't make a bucket for his life depend on it. Poor guy. I'm sure he'll come back versus the Lakers. But let's talk about Lakers versus Rockets. I have the Lakers in five. They're too big, too strong, too fast. They've had rest. The rest is what makes a big difference. They've had breaks. They didn't go to a game seven. They were out early. So they've had rest. LeBron's extremely motivated. I'm ex- I, I'll watch it. I hope Anthony Davis leaves the Lakers, comes to the Bulls. <clears throat> that won't happen. But still, that'd be nice. He's from Chicago. Who knows? He said he'd like to play there one day, maybe. But I really doubt it. Anyways, Lakers versus Rockets. I have Lakers in five. Um, now we got the Celtics versus Raps. I said this earlier on the sportsobsession.com. Please check it out in the basketball section. I said the Celtics and the Nuggets actually are sleeper teams. They're two sleeper teams I was very high on, especially the Celtics. I think they're very talented. Jason Tatum is going to be a future superstar for many, many years to come. Jalen Brown's awesome. Um, Marcus Smart's a beast. Kemba Walker's a beast. Gordon Hayward's injured, but he's great. Um, fantastic team. Uh, now they're going against Raptors. Right now, they're up 
2-1 series, I think. Uh, the Raptors really pulled it off. That, I'll give it. I'll give it to them. I thought the Celtics was dominating that whole game. OG Anobi just laid it. Got that damn three-pointer in to win the game from um, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry threw it from in, out of bounds into OG's hands perfectly. He got that shot with 0.5 seconds off. Oh, my God. I was mind-blown. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'm not even a Raptors fan, but that was nice. I'm excited to watch that go, but I do have the Celtics winning in six. Sorry to my friends and whoever is out there watching and listening or whatever. I have a Celtics winning. All right. Now we're on to the Nuggets versus Clippers. This is hard. It did happen last night. I genuinely think that this game, this series could go to the game six if the Nuggets had time for a break. They played seven games. They looked genuinely exhausted versus the Jazz. And they had one or a day off. Like, really, you think dropping 50-40 for Jamal Murray, he's going to be rocking it? No. They played yesterday. Looked good for the first quarter. Just looked tired after. Missing shots. Just just looked exhausted. Um, I'm not a big Clippers fan. I'm really not. I don't want them to win. But I have them winning. Kawhi Leonard just looks so much better than everyone else on the floor. He does whatever he wants. His step-back jumper. His defense is insane. His hands are huge. Whatever. He does whatever he wants. Uh, I have them winning uh, probably in five or six. Uh, it could even be a sweep. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, um, right now, I think the Heat are playing the Bucks tonight. Oh, my God. I love watching Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, former Chicago Bull. And uh, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to take the series, actually. I genuinely think they're going to take the series in probably five games. I think Giannis's head is is out of it. He has not looked the same. Yeah, he's going against an extremely difficult, hard-nosed Heat team. The, the Heat, are they just work so well. They're like the Celtics, but more aggressive. Less star power, but very aggressive and work extremely well together. They're so fun to watch. I love watching Miami Heat play, and I think they're going to crush the Bucks' dreams, and Giannis could join the Heat. That would be interesting. He would lose to the Heat and join the Heat. That's the rumor. The rumor is the Raptors, too. Yeah. I don't know about that one. A lot of Raptors fans would probably be beyond excited. That would be pretty crazy, and who knows? Masai Jiri could easily do that. He's fantastic so I think uh, that's a possibility but I'd probably pick the Heat but I actually have the Heat winning in 5 with Butler leading them to the finish alright now on to the final part we got mixed martial arts news big news big 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 news um, UFC is looking to rebook Diaz versus Masvidal 2 due to the fact that it was ended early for the BMF title, baddest motherfucker, is that's what it stands for. Um, yeah, massive news. So that should be interesting. Honestly, I I don't really want to. I'll watch it. I wish we saw Masvidal versus anyone else. I love Nate Diaz, but like, this is just for money. This is nothing for nothing else. Supposedly they could. It's to, I don't know, defend the BMF title. For a second time. 
but I don't know. I'll watch it if it happens. Sure. Um, next one, we got Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns for the chip. I'm excited for that. Um, first, both former teammates. Gilbert Burns, this, this fight was supposed to happen, but obviously Gilbert Burns t- tested positive for COVID. Thankfully, he, thankfully he's all right, and they're going to be fighting again for the chip. Um, John Jones also moved up to heavyweight. I know I probably mentioned that before. He relinquished his title. The rumors is that he wants to fight Stipe, which would be, oh my god. Yeah, I, best fight ever. That's really for the baddest, best fighter ever. Scariest human to ever walk the earth. I'm pretty sure that's what that would make it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I hope that fight happens. If not, if it doesn't get Stipe, because Nganu deserves Stipe, and I understand that. You know, Stipe demolished him last time, and I know Nganu's light years better. So I guess he does deserve that. So we'll probably see that. Um, but he's also called out... Uh, Jones has also called out Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a free agent now. We've seen him go back and forth through WWE and UFC. I think he's 43. I'm pretty sure Brock's quite washed up, but that could be a fight. And literally, Dana White said that would be great to happen if that's possible. Um, We'll see about that. Um, And what's next? This fight, I know a lot of casuals don't understand this. This is the fight I'm one of the most fights I'm excited to watch. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. We got the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung versus Brian T City Ortega. That will be such a good fight. We got two brawlers. Of course, Ortega is an unreal on the ground, but he'll stand up and battle. And Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, is a beast. Former WEC fighter. Uh, fought for the title versus Josie Aldo one year. Got beat pretty badly because Aldo's man. Definitely back then. Not much anymore. But anyways, um, Chan Sung Jung versus Brian Ortega would be amazing. I can't wait to watch that. All right. And we have UFC Fight Night predictions. Honestly, I'm not following this card too much. I'll tune in. It's just a lighter card. Um, some guys I don't even know. Like, I've, I've seen them fight. I don't know much about some of them. And I'll be absolutely honest. Some I do know. But I'll give you my predictions for the main card. So, the it's UFC Fight Night. I'll start over Reem versus Augusto Sakai. That should be a good fight. But we'll start from the bottom of the main card. we got Jalen Turner versus Tiago Moises. Um, Moises? Or Moises? Mo, Moises? I think that's how it is. Tiago. I have winning by submission in round two. Honestly, I don't know these guys too well, so that's what I got. Now, here we know. This is who I know. Brian Ke- Brian Kelleher versus Kevin Natividad. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. I know Brian Kelleher, of course. Who doesn't know Brian Kelleher? He's a monster. He's been there for a while. I have him via decision. Um, that's pretty much it. Now, this fight, this next fight, is going to be an interesting one. I don't know how this can go. Uh, Michelle Perea versus Zalim Amdav. Um, I actually uh, Perea says he's fighting or been wrestling with animals and 
doing some weird training. He's he's the he's like a Diego Sanchez mindset. He's a nutcase. He's only 26. I'm pretty sure he's actually really young. Um, but he's a lunatic. But he's also just a wild card. People love him. So much fun to watch. I won't lie. He is so much fun to watch. Uh, Medev is uh, Russian and he's a beast and he's the underdog. Yeah, I actually pick him to win. I haven't made a decision. Uh, Priya is he he uh, can get tired. He just exerts a lot of energy. He's very exciting, very fun to watch. I won't lie, but Imadev is more well-rounded. He's that typical hardcore Russian wrestler, solid boxer, pressure all the time. So I actually have him winning. And that's pretty big, supposedly. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Next, we got Lonzo Minefield versus OSP, Oven St. Prue. Uh, I, I reviewed this, I think, when this fight was supposed to happen. Uh, OSP was actually diagnosed. I mean, not diagnosed. Well, he had COVID. Um, he tested positive. He's fine. He's healthy. He's good to go. Um, a lot of people will have OSP winning, but I have Minefield winning, uh, via, um, TKO round two. I genuinely think that Minefield is a little bit younger. OSP is pretty old, and I've reviewed this on a previous, uh, episode, so you can tune in that one. I think it was a couple weeks ago, um, but I do have Minefield winning via round two, TKO. All right, now we have for the main event. This could be Alistair's last fight. It's hard. Alistair Overeem's been a legend for a long time. Clay won, Glory, everything, UFC, uh, Strike Force. He's been there, done that. One of the most experienced fighters of all time. Uh, fan, fantastic Dutch monster. Uh, before before he got caught for juicing, he was uh, probably the scariest person to walk the earth. He was so good, and his stand-up is ridiculous. Uh, of course, he's getting older, and he, he, he's he got a, a lighter chin, but he's still fighting. He's looking good. He's going against Augusto Sakai. Um, Augusto's a big guy. Looks good. Chunky dude, but he can he will put pressure his heavy fists. But I think Overeem is actually going to take this one. Uh, round two for TKO. I'll tune in to watch the main card. I want to see Alistair in his possible last fight. We'll see. Um, anyways, so, yep. So, I have Alistair, War Alistair Overeem winning versus Acosta Sakai. Round 2, TKO. And, alright, guys. So, that's all for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Obsession Podcast. That was episode 5. Make sure you watch the fights. Make sure you watch the football games and watch the basketball games. Watch everything because we're all obsessed with sports. I'm obsessed with sports. And guys, don't forget, stay obsessed.